inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. We're back for episode two of our mini-sodes, talking about and revisiting the saga before the rise of skywalker and in this episode as we are going in chronological order we're going to be talking about attack of the clones boom chakalaka boom chakalaka one of the most underrated star wars movies i think this movie is frankly hilarious it is thank you i was gonna bring that up people people i mean I know people harp a lot on the awkward romance, which it's totally supposed to be an awkward romance. Like, that's the whole point. And really, this movie is hysterical. If you just look at it. I am yeah, so, so glad you brought that up. This movie is so funny. <laughs> I was going to mention that the first 20 or so minutes I was dying today when I was watching it because I didn't remember it being this funny. Like, it is so freaking funny. I don't, I don't know if that's no, on it, purpose, I, but it is. <laughs> Maybe not on purpose, but, you know, Star Wars always has an element of humor anyway. So, you know what? Just roll with it. George probably meant it to be like that or something. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just before we get into it, I, I got to say that I died uh, watching it today when uh, Obi-Wan just kind of casually leaps out of the window from across the room <laughs> through I a know, glass. I mean, you... Like later. So there's <laughs> So there's um I don't know if you ever go on Tumblr or anything or Twitter, I mean itself, but there's kind of this like recurring meme or theme that Anakin is like a drama queen, you know, in like the comics. And even in the Clone Wars, you know, they're the hero poses and like the flowing capes and these like ridiculous poses and everything whatever right and the hair i mean and so it's like but who do you think he learned half that stuff from you know you've got obi-wan kenobi <laughs> flying at, literally like <laughs> throwing himself out of a window and it's like well you know he had to learn it from somewhere so he clearly did. uh <laughs> obi-wan can be dramatic so, yes absolutely Oh, yeah. No, I mean, think of them all like shedding their robes very dramatically all of the time. I mean, totally. I wonder if that's like a class they every, take in the Jedi Academy. Every Obi-Wan in the prequels has a tendency to twirl his lightsaber a lot in ways that don't really add any uh, tactical advantages. <laughs> he just likes twirling his saber. Oh. He did it yep. like five <laughs> times in the Geonosis uh, battle. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. So. <laughs> but so yeah, he he it's 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 a learned trait that Anakin got from Kenobi. It's totally obvious. And totally. Once again, Claudia Gray, Master and Apprentice 2, Obi-Wan and Anakin story. Please, for the love of God, write that novel. Oh, oh right yes. Now. I will sending it out into the universe. Um, that would be amazing. I would love to see that. I mean, again, she could do something like uh, E.K. Johnston did between The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. That would be great to really look at their uh, master-apprentice relationship. Absolutely. So uh, what was your first experience with Attack of the Clones? 
You know, I was I was thinking about that today. So I remember. So by this time, because this was 2002 Mm -hmm. and I was. God, so I started that year. I was a freshman in college. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I was in fourth grade. So I was. Yeah. (laughs) Shut up. Okay. Um. I, <laughs> so I, you know, I really like Natalie Portman and I was super excited because there was going to be like this love story. So I had in my dorm room on the back of my door, I had the forbidden love poster that has Anakin and Padme One of facing away from best each other. Promotional images of any Star Wars Which era. Is, I love and it's, that poster. Yes. It's beautiful. It is fantastic. Um, so I had I feel sorry for my freshman year roommate who was probably like, This girl's crazy. <laughs> but I had that poster on the back of our dorm room door like all for whenever the poster got released i got one and tacked it up there and to be quite honest i so again you know i was excited to see it i had my dad i went and saw it with my dad at the cinerama again and was it opening weekend (laughs) be honest i don't think so i rarely so now like of course, I will, I'm like going opening day, but I honestly don't. I don't think it was. Okay. I don't think that was something we at the time we didn't really do. Well, like pre-social media era, it, that's okay. That was still yeah. okay to do. So yeah. You know, we we waited because again, it was still. You know, there were still the lines. You had to go buy your tickets in person. Um, who does that? <laughs> Thank God for the internet. Um, you know, get in line to wait. So I'm pretty sure, like, I don't remember going opening weekend. And so I'm pretty sure it was not like, I feel, although, yeah, God, I'm like really having to rack my brain. You know, this was <laughs> 18 years ago. I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't opening weekend. I'm pretty sure we went later, like a couple of weeks after it had opened. But I don't, you know, I'll be honest, I don't really remember, like, I remember enjoying it and kind of being like, oh, you know, cringing a little bit at some of the awkward romance (laughs) parts. But, but I also remember enjoying it because one, Padme gets so many great outfits in this movie, so, you know, like, shallowly. I really love that she got to wear like all of these really pretty dresses. Her and hair I is am so pretty. Okay, in this movie. admitting that. I know. I love her right? hair in this movie. It's like it's like the hair. platonic ideal of what I wish my hair would look like if I had <laughs> like butt length curly brunette hair. Anyway, <laughs> so that was really cool. And then I remember enjoying. Well, and okay, I don't want to skip ahead. So, so I remember enjoying the film. I definitely remember, I don't think the crowd reaction, like in the theater, was quite as, um, you know, like in The Phantom Menace, people were really excited, you know, like the Duel of Fates, as we talked about in the last episode. People were really excited about that. And I don't think the Geonosin arena kind of had the same reaction in the to the for the crowd um 
And honestly, mm. like looking back on it now and having just rewatched the movie, this uh, kind of like ESB, except maybe worse. This movie actually kind of really ends on a downer note, right? Aside from Anakin and Padme getting married, um, you know, you've got like the galaxy is going to war. Like you've got all these clone troopers. They're they're preparing to war, and this movie kind of actually ends bum, in kind bum, of a bummer bum, fashion. Bum, 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 yeah, bum, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I, and I know Attack of the Clones gets panned a lot. And I, you know, I can understand why at times, um, even though I really enjoy it. But I feel like the crowd reaction was not quite um, as overwhelmingly positive, I guess, about it, which kind of reflects at the time, you know, people went in like, ooh, and then it was like, what? (laughs) What is this like romance? But I still, you know, like the whole star-crossed love between Anakin and Padme. You know, I was 18. Um, so that was still my jam. 18, 19. You know, there's something about the whole forbidden love. Um, like, yeah. I'm I mean, you had, for the, that. you had the poster up in your dorm, so. <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, bring it on. I probably wanted more, honestly. I probably wanted more of the romance. And I was probably disappointed at the time that, like, we didn't get more of that. And honestly, now I still wish we had more of it because I really wish George had done a bit more there. But anyway. um, No, it's interesting that he described it to uh, Empire because, you know, both of them have that love story in the middle of them. But even the posters, mm-hmm. uh, Empire's poster had that Gone with the Wind style thing with Han and Leia. Yes, and Attack of the yeah. Clones had a similar type of thing with, you know, Padme looking all off, off to the... Oh, yeah, the... Yeah, the the Drew Struzan yes. poster where she's got, like, the long, flowing hair. hair looking very, like, beautiful and wistful. Um Laying on yes, laying yeah. on Anakin and Anakin just kind of looking all heroic mm. as hell. Yeah. yeah. Really, really up to romance <laughs> in, in this one for sure, no doubt. In the marketing too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Although really George should never write romance. Um mm. and it's like the epitome of two awkward teenagers that have never actually like romanced anyone right. in their lives, which I I can appreciate now. Um, I think at the time I really wanted it to be like super suave uh, and, you know, like, oh, uh, and now it's just like laughing because these are like two dorks that have no idea what the hell they're yeah, doing. You, you, so you gotta, you gotta, I think I actually you, you got to have a first love that's like awkward and you don't know quite what to say and you don't ever quite say the right thing. <laughs> and so now as an adult, I feel like I actually appreciate that a lot more. And I probably didn't like that as much as the time because it was too relatable. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, no, it's like looking in a mirror. Please stop. (laughs) No, you're absolutely right. It's it's essentially a love between a a, a celibate monk, a celibate space monk and this poor, uh, poor lady that was thrown into politics at the age of like 10 or something. And she was never allowed to leave it. Yeah. She was queen and then she gets out of it. And then the new queen's like, hey. Go be a senator now. Oh, okay. She never had the opportunity to really just be a girl like growing be up. herself. Yeah, exactly. Mm-mm. And I mean, that's in, so I know, 
and I don't want to turn this into a book discussion. We brought it up in the Phantom Menace episode, you know, that there are prequel era books and they've really helped enhanced. And that's definitely one of the things in Queen Shadow that you see, like Padme really gets no downtime. You know, she is gets done with being a queen and then a new queen is elected and she's like, finally, I can kind of like live my life. And nope, bam, like she goes right back into the thick of it. So, yeah, I mean, you can tell both of their characters, both Anakin and Padme, are really shaped by their individual experiences, with which for both of them are isolating, but in different ways. Right. No, totally. Yeah, no, it makes sense. It is one of those retrospect things where it kind of bugs you when you're younger, but then as you you know, get more analytical or just older and you realize their background. She's like, okay, of course Anakin's going to be this awkward as hell, angsty teen. And <laughs> he of course, has no idea how to talk to a woman. Yeah, and of course Padme's <laughs> not going to know how to react to any of that. They're essentially that old couple that married each other after holding hands for the first time back in the day. And that's it. Like we're holding hands. Okay. I guess we should get married now. That's basically what happened here. <laughs> We're like, oh, we kissed. We have to get married yeah, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a Star Wars equivalent. Yeah, well, and I think also some of it, you know, just kind of the whole atmosphere that hangs over this movie where, you know, the bad forces are starting to increase and there's kind of this underlying tension. What's going on? Um, and the discovery of the clone army and then leading into the battle of geonosis and so you know i guess from a certain <laughs> point of view um it kind of makes sense that they were like okay well now the world is going to hell so yeah let's get married why not you know how much worse could it be <laughs> Just she did that. say but, i love you right when they were about to die it's like hey, i know the rest See, of our lives near is, death yeah so you're hitting the nail right on the right in the head there so what about you what was your first experience seeing Attack of the Clones? So Attack of the Clones, first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters. Whoa, yeah. Or maybe not. I don't know. No, no. So <laughs> as I mentioned, I was in fourth grade and uh, I think it was like two, it was like two weeks after the movie's release, I think, or maybe a week. It wasn't too, okay. it was an opening weekend, but it wasn't too far removed. Too much farther. Yeah. Okay. Uh my I I had a uh, my school my school friend uh, Alex. He's like, hey, my mom says she she'll take us to go watch Star Wars, and I'm like, heck yeah, let's do it. That'd be so cool. So you know, my mom gave me my my ticket money, and uh, yeah, Alex's mom picked us up. And we're like, cool, all right. So yeah, it's uh, it was Alex's mom and his dad. So uh, we go to our local mall first. We get some some lunch. We're just eating. While we're eating, where there's a newspaper on the table that's talking about. Attack of the Clones, and there's this little picture of Yoda with a lightsaber, and we're like, oh my god, it's Yoda with a lightsaber, what is this? Is that real? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the movie's still, we were still like two, three hours away from the movie actually starting, so we just, you know, we were getting anxious. So we finished eating, we walked around the mall, went to a toy store, looked at the looked at the new Star Wars toys that were out there. Of course. Right. Then, movie time finally starts, Boom, we sit down, watch the movie. 
And yeah, I am just like completely 100% in, man. It's the first time I'm watching Star Wars in a theater and I am just, my mind is being blown. Uh, That's awesome. Everything's, I love it. Yeah, yeah, everything's going down. I remember, I remember uh, uh, the, the Nabusha blowing up in the beginning. I'm like, what? What just happened? Already? People are dying already? What? what what's going on? So, so I remember that was a very, very vivid uh, reaction. Just like, wow, five minutes in, we're, we're getting there. But you you were talking about audience reactions. My mm-hmm. my whole theater erupted the moment Yoda put his robe to the side and revealed his lightsaber handle, his hilt. Yeah, you know, you bring that up, and I think I think that probably got a big cheer in my crowd. I mean, like I said, this yeah, it was eighteen years ago. I've <laughs> I've forgotten so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, because uh, that pro- that probably did, yeah. Because that's the first time I, it was the first Star Wars movie I saw in a theater. It was also uh, the first time I was in a theater with a reaction like that. So you, so you got Count Love Dooku, it. you know, with our skills with a lightsaber. Yes. He brings up his lightsaber and then mm-hmm. he just got Yoda putting his robe to the side. The whole theater, woo! <laughs> Alex and I are just freaking losing it. And then he starts doing all this CG flying stuff and we're like whoa whoa like for a four-year-old for for, sorry for a fourth grader that's like amazing that's like insane that's incredible and yeah the the movie's winding up we i I remember the final moments with the imperial march over the clone army at the end Mm -hmm. one of the best endings to any star wars anything in my opinion then it ends and then the last memory i have of that night is us walking to the car it's night now and we're just like, oh, my God, we are so going to be talking about this tomorrow at school. Yeah, we are. That was so cool. Oh, my God, we're so going to be talking about this. And we just kept repeating that over and over and over again. <laughs> and we did indeed talk about it at school the following day because it was a Sunday night. That I remember. That's it was so a Sunday cute. night. So, that's yeah, that's my first uh, experience with Attack of the Clones and my first experience with Star Wars in a theater. I, you know, I love that mainly because Attack of the Clones is routinely on the bottom of like everybody's top whatever list, listing, order, whatever, ranking. Right. That's the word I'm looking for. (laughs) And so, but I think, you know, what's happening now is obviously, you know, there are fans who, you know, the prequel trilogy was their first experience and they're growing up and seeing the sequel trilogy and you know i don't know i think that's cool and i i love that the the prequels are getting more love these days and than they did at the time i yeah. definitely remember reading the newspaper like review of attack of the clones in my in my local in my local newspaper and it was it was not uh glowing <laughs> i do remember that <laughs> distinctly you know what it might have been the same paper uh alex and i were geeking out about but you know we weren't reading it we were just looking at yoda with a lightsaber so yeah yeah no i'm sure there was i mean i'm not sure if it was the local critic or that you know there was somebody from like some national but <laughs> yeah it's also it's funny that you mentioned like yoda with a lightsaber as a picture in the newspaper, because I feel like that would never happen today. No, it wouldn't. People would you know, be pissed. Th- because they would be, they would be keeping that under lock and key. Right. You know, so that it would be like this huge reveal. Um, like, 
Yoda coming back in The Last Jedi. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of crazy that like they were so much more free, I guess. And news didn't definitely didn't spread as quickly, but it's different. It's definitely an interesting look like the media around the prequel trilogy as opposed to the sequel trilogy. Now, somebody has probably written like a thesis on this, I'm sure, or will be, you know, in the next five years. Um, but it's really interesting how that has changed anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still stuck on someone putting a picture of Yoda and the last Jedi in a newspaper. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> wow. People would be like, what the hell? Why would you spoil? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, it's time. Times have changed. And, you know, even uh, in the process of making these graphics that we've been putting out to promote these episodes, seeing the evolution of the poster styles has been, has been pretty interesting, too. You know, it, it was like a bit of a time yes. capsule, just kind of 40 years worth of uh, Star Wars posters. It's like just it, it's interesting, like you're saying, just even a few even like a decade remo removed, it's like everything is totally, totally different. New new generation yeah. and whatnot. So you you kind of touched upon this uh, earlier a bit, but uh, pick pick like your favorite moment. Favorite moment, um, you know, I think for me, my favorite moment is actually the arena scene, um, <laughs> or arena battle because. You've got you got Padme who gets to do some kick butt stuff. It's always about Padme for me. So sorry, broken record, but it's true. Um, you know, but they're all fighting. And then you get like, I actually so when I was watching this, I finished this, I was re-watching and I finished watching it last night. And I actually one of my favorite moments that I as part of that that I wish had got a little bit more play in the movie is actually like Mace Windu creeping up on the balcony where Dooku and Django and um, the Nemoidians are hanging out because that's actually like, you know, he's like creeping up there and there's all this tension building. And I don't know. Yeah, that whole the whole battle scene and then all the Jedi popping right. out and it turns into this like great big <laughs> fight and the battle droids coming out. So, yeah, I for me, I, I liked that because. Everybody got to do some fun things. And then you got the whole, like, the 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 cute, uh, aggressive negotiations line between Anakin and Padme. There like, it is. I'm a, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a sucker for that. Like, <laughs> yes, I love that when you've got, like, the little couple that's, like, flirting with each other in the middle of the battle. Like, yeah, okay, that's, yeah, I, yeah. Side note, though. Give that to me, please, yeah. The way both she and Anakin land on the reek hurt me. They just kind of... Oh, yeah, well... That hurts me. Yeah, no, I agree. I was like, ooh, <laughs> ouch, that, yeah. that's got to hurt, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, the arena, arena scene was definitely a, a highlight of, of the movie for, I think, everybody. I mean, you got a arena full of Jedi lighting droids. That's, like, pretty freaking cool. Even, you know, if, like, it's obvious that all these extras in the background only did, like, 10 minutes of Jedi training school... <laughs> there's some wonky stuff going on in the background if you if you watch watch for that i uh, yes yeah you're you're right but <laughs> it's still cool to see all of them it is but anyway it is. favorite scene go oh um 
Okay, so to preface my favorite aspect of Attack of the Clones, well, yeah, I have a, I have a, I have a ten part, uh, thirty slate PowerPoint here. No, just kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh. yeah, no. Uh, I would argue that Attack of the Clones is the most uh, unique Star Wars movie out of all of them. In that it, you're not wrong. Yeah, it's it's a one of a kind Star Wars story. And my favorite aspect of it that we haven't seen in any other thing is Obi-Wan's uh, plot. It's, it's a mystery. He, mm. It's a hard-boiled detective mystery. Yes. He's trying to. Yeah, you're right. I'm a sucker for, for a good mystery. Obi-Wan has always been, like, my favorite character. So to see him do something like this, just using his Jedi smarts and tracking down, you know, the clues and, hey, hey, Dex, uh, you know what this come from? Hey, cool. This isn't at the library. Hey, Master Yoda. Hey, you want to help me out with this? All right, I'm going to head out over there now. <laughs> and then he uncovers this larger larger plot that has ramifications for the whole galaxy. It's like, damn. My boy Obi-Wan did a lot of cool stuff in this movie. That's pretty freaking cool. When I rewatched that yesterday, uh, <laughs> um, I that actually struck me how much I enjoy Obi-Wan's subplot. I think when I watched it, like, for the very first time, I was like, this is boring. Get to the romance stuff. I want, you know, Anakin and Pad. I know. I Which is because I'm also a huge Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan fan. So, you know, it's kind of a little bit sacrilegious to say that. But, um, you know, I was also 18. So... <gasps> um, uh, yeah but <laughs> but but rewatching it again as an adult i appreciate that plot a lot more especially i think the obi-wan Django confrontation on camino that uh there was more tension between him and Django in that scene than between padme and anakin at <laughs> any point in the movie you know, you're not wrong. And it honestly <laughs> occurred to me when I was watching it last night. I was like, I wonder if anybody's writing like Obi-Wan, Django, <laughs> fiction. And there probably is somewhere. But like, yeah, that that actually that occurred to me last night as well. We're you're not wrong. so close to each other. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do when you're in an angsty confrontation. <laughs> Get really close. Uh. <laughs> but, but yeah, so Attack of the Clones is the most unique uh, Star Wars movie, which for me makes it one of the most underrated. And yeah, just favorite favorite moment, favorite aspect, Obi-Wan's just subplot. Because without that, nothing else happens in the movie. It's true. Obi-Wan bringing all the threads together. Hell I yeah. also, oh, it, oh, it kills me. I know we have more to talk about, but this is total tangent. But like when Dooku is talking to Obi-Wan after he's been captured and basically lays out the whole truth, you know, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Dark Lord of the Sith. And it's like they discuss it at the end. And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll have to keep a greater eye on the Senate. And you're like, no, like do more. Come on. You're so <laughs> close. Like, oh, you're right there. So close. <sighs> so close, Guys. but yet so far. <laughs> so uh once again we reached out to our socials to see what people had to say and you're not alone cat a lot of people dig the the romance 
Mary Weiss from Facebook absolutely loves the chemistry between Padme and Anakin. She saw it five times in theaters yeah. with her husband. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Props. Props. They tried so hard to fight their feelings, but in the end, nope. Quote, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> um, I asked, I asked my au pair, Fabi Clem, uh, because he is a big prequel trilogy fan. Um, I asked him if he had any, you know, you know, favorite scenes or, you know, if he, what he remembered about seeing them. And he said that his favorite scene is Obi-Wan confronting Django uh, on Kamino and the, you get the glimpse of the armor in the closet and then oh, right, right. just kind of hide that away. Yeah. So he said that was his, his favorite part of that. I'm telling you that scene, man, a lot of tension everywhere. <laughs> you don't know if they're about to kiss or kill each other. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> Why not both? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a child in the room. Cad, control yourself. That's true. Sorry. Sorry, Boba. <laughs> I'll do the other thing is so I when I was at celebration, I went to a panel with a friend that I probably wouldn't have gone to otherwise. Um, where a bunch of people that were involved in Star Wars got together and sat on a couch and played old Star Wars video games. Oh, right, right. And yeah. Daniel Logan, who played Boba Fett, was one of those people. And I have to say that he was really super charming um, and told some very funny stories of his time, you know, because he's still quite, he's quite young mm-hmm. um, in the movie. And, you know, told some stories about, like, playing video games with Hayden and, and stuff like that. Oh, and wow. It's really cool that even though he was he was young and he didn't have, you know, a huge part, but he still and I think he's come back and done some like voice work in the video games and stuff. But he has such a a love for the Star Wars fandom and just being a part of the galaxy far, far away. And that's really great to see. I love that. Yeah, remember when he told us about that. And yeah, it's fantastic. Just hearing about experiences like that. It's just as fun to make a Star Wars movie as it is to watch them for us. Yes. I can I can only imagine that would be so cool. So, if we could be so lucky. <laughs> so, Kat, how does Attack of the Clones connect to the Rise of Skywalker? So this <laughs> really struggling with this. I'm not. I mean, They mentioned a clone army in TFA, so I don't think it has anything to do with clones. I honestly, I maybe something about Anakin and Padme's romance, especially for all those uh, like Raylo um, fans. I <laughs> Raylo trash. What Raylo <laughs> trash? No, I. <laughs> is that what they, they call themselves? Isn't it? Uh, some of them, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think they just I think they just call themselves Raylos. Raylos. Maybe they call themselves Raylo Trash. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, Raylos. I think it depends on how far you are down the rabbit hole, whether you're trash okay. or not. Um <laughs> so, <laughs> so I think yeah, so that's like the only I don't know. You know, we we haven't really had a romance plot in 
the sequel trilogy so far, which, you know, take it or leave it. Some people really like that. Some people wish there was one. Whatever, you know, take it or leave it. Um, but just the fact that, you know, Anakin and Padme did come together and that then they ended up being Luke and Leia's parents. Like, I don't know. Maybe that'll have some. I don't know. I'm kind of reaching. I was like, I don't know. I I wasn't. I'm not entirely sure. That's what I got because that had larger ramifications on the whole galaxy. So I'm kind of like big picture. So something about Anakin and Padme's romance might be referenced. Maybe. I don't know. Hmm, interesting. I mean, I could totally see it pop up. It looks like they're. From what I've gathered, there might be a some sort of who knows. It might be another mystery they're trying to solve, all solved together, and it's gonna take oh, them down maybe. the whole saga timeline to an extent. You know, there's a B one in the maybe. background. There's Vader's helmet. Three PO yeah. may or may not get his memories back. I don't know. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that as being too far fetched. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> all right. What about you? See, I was struggling to find something too, just because. <laughs> again, okay, Attack of the Clones. Oof. Attack of the Clones is such a again such a unique entry in the whole saga that you're like, yes, yeah. How, how does this connect to that? Surprisingly enough, when I was watching it earlier, uh, when Anakin and Padme were having a picnic or whatever, and they're talking uh-huh. politics, and Anakin's all talking about. Uh, you know, people just got to make the right decisions for the greater good. And if they don't agree, they should be made to agree. And then uh-huh. Padme's like, okay. that, that's, that just sounds like a dictatorship to me. And then I guess like, if it works. Something <laughs> about that seemed very Ben Solo to me. Like, hey, hmm. that's your, your Ben is showing. What, what is that? Like, that, that, I don't know. That's the first time that that. Back and forth really stood out at me that much, and with the context of the sequel trilogy that we've had so far, hmm, for some reason, for some reason, that moment leapt out at me, and it just reminded me of huh. Kylo. Well, you know, he is going to be in charge mm-hmm. nominally uh, in this next movie, so yeah, we'll see if the dictatorship is really all it's cracked up to be. Hmm. Even then, hmm. it, it kind of, it, it even kind of tied into the whole "let the past die." You know, it's my way or the highway. Yeah. This is it now? Okay, it, that's intriguing. I will. That's that's interesting. I can I can see where you're coming from with that. Hmm. So right. will it amount to anything? For thought. Probably not. But regardless, I think it, <laughs> I think it was an interesting little. Hey, look at that. There it is. Yeah, that's cool. It's poetry. It rhymes. It's cyclical. It's... It rhymes. <laughs> something 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 yeah. something something. Midi chlorians. What words? Yeah. <laughs> Right, so yeah, that's going to do it for our Attack of the Clones discussion. Again, we're doing a revisit for each saga film. So join us next time for our revisit of Revenge of the Sith. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. And please, please uh, share your thoughts with us about why you love the. Uh, Love these films. The whole point of us doing this is not just to rewatch everything. That's a big part of it. But 
you know, we want to, <laughs> we want to, we want to celebrate the movies. This is the end of the saga. So, I mean, it just seems like a cool idea. In the past, yeah. we've done photo challenges. Now we're doing this because it's the end. The story lives forever. So until next time, may the force be with you. And then some. And now here's John's take on Attack of the Clones. Hi, Force Fan Podcast listeners. It's your buddy, John Boy, here. And I just want to give you my my thoughts about Attack of the Clones. I'm sorry I couldn't have joined uh, my, my two friends, Adrian and Cat Ray, in person. But uh, here's my thoughts, some notes. Uh, first of all, this movie to me is Padme's movie. She friggin' shines in this. She's completely badass, and I just absolutely love her in this. Uh, Natalie Portman, just, oh, she's incredible. Also, the colors. This might be the most beautiful Star Wars movie. The city lights, the um, uh, the camera work, you know, the way they silhouette people behind brightly lit objects, whether it's a billboard on Coruscant or uh, it's the sunset on Naboo. It's just beautifully shot. Fantastic film. The sound design in this movie is the most groundbreaking to me since the original. The sound of the speeders on Coruscant, uh, the um, uh, the the bombs in the asteroid field that um, you know suck all the sound and then you know fantastic sound design in this. Also, um, one of my favorite fights in the whole series: Obi Wan versus Jango. I just love that. It's a beautiful choreographed fight in the rain, and uh, it's absolutely gorgeous. Dooku showing that he's a badass, taking on three Jedis and basically winning against all three. Um, and um, Anakin taking the most damage, obviously. Uh, the arena scene is awesome. It could have been longer to me. I would have watched more arena scene. That was fantastic. I just absolutely love Attack of the Clones. I I know people dog it and say it's their least favorite Star Wars movie, but it's a fun ride to me, start to finish. I absolutely love it. Obi-Wan's fantastic in it. Uh, Padme steals the show. And um, gosh, I might just stop what I'm doing right now and go watch it again. For John Frederick, uh, if you want to at me, come at me on Facebook at John K. Frederick. Or on Twitter and Instagram at that John Fred. And uh, for me and for my buddies on the Force Fan Podcast, may the Force be with you.